It's a quarter past seven. I'm Chris Taylor, joined by Peter Ryan. And Peter, it doesn't get much more damning than the High Court telling you that you've acted illegally. That's right, Chris. And I was uh, thinking very carefully about the three words that Qantas uttered minutes after that High Court ruling came down in favour of the Transport Workers Union. We sincerely apologise. Now, this is a humiliating response from Qantas, which has been one of the toughest players in industrial relations in in terms of grinding uh, workers uh, during the pandemic in particular. Joyce was sort of famous for it. He almost wore it as a badge of honour how good he was at industrial relations. Well, that's right. And I, I look back to October 2011 and I was mowing the lawn at my home and my phone went and it was my boss at the time saying, Alan Joyce has shut down the entire airline domestically and globally. And this was part of his war with the unions, in particular the Transport Workers Union, but also uh, pilots and flight attendants, locked them out of the airline, shut the entire airline down to show how tough he could be. And at the time said that the unions were trashing the Qantas reputation, damaging the airline and damaging its prospects. Well, after this High Court loss yesterday and the victory for the Transport Workers Union, it appears that Qantas hasn't really had to have too much uh, help in uh, trashing no. its own reputation. And, and and this is very, very serious for Qantas. Um, 1,700 workers at the height of the pandemic, as you mentioned, baggage handlers, uh, cleaners, uh, you know... Uh, and and even before caterers who actually weren't uh, included in this, but these were people who had been part of the Qantas family. They'd worked with the Qantas family and then to be cut loose and outsourced to third-party companies was devastating. There's a lot of people who were in their, probably in their mid-50s, early 60s, almost impossible to get work. So you can imagine the elation when that a decision that ruling came down in the High Court on the steps of the High Court in Canberra yesterday. These workers who'd done it so tough, some of them had suffered, you know, mental health issues, divorces, lost their homes. We're talking about people not on big amounts of money. Um, you know, this is a major victory. And now it's, it's up to Qantas to work out how they compensate. I was about to say, so there's a bit to unpack here and we'll go through it. Firstly, the workers, can they expect any kind of compensation? They're obviously celebrating the moral victory in this and the legal victory, but what can they expect by way of uh, compensation? Well, this is the hard part. Qantas has signalled that they want to work uh, with the with the courts and the unions to work out what the compensation is. Qantas has accepted the High Court ruling. Uh, they've regretted that they, they did this at, at the height of the pandemic. They did it as part of a commercial decision to um, save the airline from going under. And Alan Joyce, uh, the former Qantas chief executive, made the point um, only just a few weeks ago that Qantas went to the brink of insolvency at the height of the pandemic. However... Uh, the they were hi- given quite a lot of handouts by the government to make <laughs> sure they weren't insolvent. That's right. Um, a total of $2.7 billion um, by the Morrison government. Uh, about $900 million, I think, of that was JobKeeper. Yeah. The rest was other assistance. And part of the problem um, was that there was no clawback mechanism in that. So Qantas didn't have any requirement to pay that back. But the, 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 the issue is that you have this money to support workers and you're having 1,700 of your staff 
pushed out the door or outsourced or sacked, whatever terminology you want to use. So a big victory for those workers. But now the hard part is getting Qantas to the table, getting Qantas to shell out and compensate. This could run into a couple of hundred million dollars, but these negotiations are going to be pretty tough. But the and, Transport Workers Union wants it quicker, sooner rather than later. And this is on top of a lot, lot of other legal actions in process with the ACCC bringing the one about all the, you know, the, the flights they sold that didn't exist. Yeah, allegedly, that's right. The ACCC's action for uh, you know, Qantas allegedly um, selling and marketing affairs for flights that had already been cancelled. Um, and this is huge. And this is potentially a fine of $250 million if those, um, if those breaches are proven. And, and the ACCC chair, Gina Cast-Godleib, has nominated that $250 million. So the stakes are very high. You can bet that Qantas will be fighting that pretty hard, but they're going to have to be very careful given the reputational flack that's flying around at the moment. And, and I guess the, the the real question is, I mean, can the board survive this? I mean, you know, the, lots of people are now saying it's untenable for the people who were behind these decisions to stay at the airline, including the new incoming CEO who has actually signed off on all these decisions. It's not like she has a clean slate. So... Has Qantas now reached a point where the PR crisis is so bad that their only real option, if they want to show meaningfully to both shareholders and customers that they're serious about it, addressing the illegality of what the High Court's just found them to have done and the, and the absolute trashing of their brand, surely the chairman and the board can't linger, can they? Well, there are some very, very big questions being asked by major investors about the Qantas board and chairman Richard Goida. Um, boards exist to provide oversight on risk and reputation and in the boardroom to ask those hard questions, um, particularly of Alan Joyce, the managing director also sitting at that table, about what's happening to the airline, um, what's happening with this ACCC investigation. You would imagine that Qantas would have known the ACCC were investigating. Were decisions made about Qantas or the running of Qantas in the knowledge that there was an ACCC investigation underway and also what decisions were made about Alan Joyce's uh, uh, bonuses a couple of Fridays ago, $10 million after 4 o'clock on a Friday for 1.7 million shares, long-term incentives. He's also possibly um, the the recipient of, uh, of an exit payment, a golden parachute of $24 million. So... Investors want to know, what are the clawback provisions in Alan Joyce's contract? Can any of that be clawed back if it's proven that that's necessary? And, and of course, it's going to be... Well, if you've been proven to have acted illegally, you've been the CEO of a company that illegally sacked workers, it's... It's a bit bit rich to ask for your bonus, isn't it? That's right. Well, you can be pretty sure that uh, the contract would be very, very carefully written and uh, those um, incentives are based on some pretty uh, uh, carefully written key performance indicators. So we we don't know that, but we will know when Qantas's annual report is released in the next week or so. I'll be hitting Control-F for remuneration to see um, what Alan Joyce receives in terms of Mm. bonuses and also other top executives. And as you make the point that... uh, the new Qantas chief executive, Vanessa Hudson, has been alongside Alan Joyce all all along. So big questions. And how is she going to rebuild that reputation and rebuild that that trust in that social licence? Very, very interesting. Of course, um, yesterday's High Court decision has been welcomed by the Transport Workers Union. Uh, Michael Caine from the Transport Workers Union spoke yesterday after decision. He's calling this uh, a big action off the back of this. There are serious consequences that should flow from this. Richard Goiter 
and the board should go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Richard Goiter and the board have been complicit in this illegal sacking of 1,700 workers. On numerous occasions, Richard Goiter has backed in Alan Joyce in relation to this very decision. Well, yes, that's Michael Kane from the Transport Workers Union. Couldn't be clearer that he thinks uh, Goiter has to go. It will be very interesting. How often does the board meet? I imagine they're meeting every day at the moment. Well, I think there'd be, there'd be a number of uh, emergency meetings underway, rolling emergency meetings. Boards typically um, meet uh, once a month or every six weeks. They do have special um, meetings when crises come up in Qantas. Uh, that could mean there could be regular board <laughs> meetings at the moment. But, look, um, Richard Goiter, um, I've been asking to speak with him him um, as chairman of Qantas about this, and we haven't actually had that opportunity to speak with him. He's otherwise got quite a good corporate reputation, doesn't he? Yeah, good corporate reputation. He's on a number of boards, Mm. and he's a very experienced uh, uh, chairman and, before that, chief executive. But there's some pretty big questions to answer, and I think um, Qantas, uh, Qantas's spin doctors are working over time to get the message about Qantas, not just to the big investors via the specialist um, uh, finance media, but out there to real Australians, real travellers, yeah. who, who, where they need to rebuild that trust. Peter Ryan, thank you very much.